podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I see everybody watching didn't think it could get any worse, did they? Well, tonight it just did. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. Um, two post-match reaction here on the Rangers Rabble. Um, Europa League post-match reaction. As the mighty and fierce Aris Limassol put Rangers to the sword, um, defeating us 2-1 in Cyprus. Up there, I think, and please tell me if I'm being out of line here, but up there, I think we won our worst European results. Aris were, I mean, okay at best. Um, nothing, uh, nothing special. Um, I don't know how well they were doing in league. They, they were genuinely just in. They were, they were garbage, right? Let's just, let's just be honest. They were absolute garbage and we were worse. That is how far we have sank as a football club. It's depressing, as you will hear from Stu shortly. Um, it just that, that, that's made me worry even more. And I don't know if it's possible to be angrier at Michael Beale for the position that he's left us in. But no, these players, it's it's bad, folks. It's really, really bad. Um, hello to Stu, Robert and Craig. Thank you for actually coming on and joining me after that because let's face it, guys, it's been a shit few months and it looks as if it's only going to get worse. Um. Robert, I'll come to you first because you're the only one that looks semi-smiling. Um, your thoughts on that shit show? Listen, if you don't laugh, you'll greet that old saying, into it? Um, like, I expected, I don't know what I expected, I was saying he's off camera, but uh, as soon as the the start, we started, we start really bad. Um, all, all at sea at the back, gave them a couple of wee half chances. So the warning signs were there. Um, I, it's, it's indefensible really because the players, they don't look like they've, They've tried. They don't. They've applied themselves. There's a real lack of commitment, a lack of desire. Um, you know, it's the same conversations over and over in terms of guys that have been there for too long. Um, yeah, it's a it's a mess. Yeah, any. I've got to smile. I got to smile. Um, it's a mess, Stu. Um, is it even as good as that? So much worse. It's. It was just again with saying off camera. I know I know a lot of people complain about the new players and rightfully so, but you're never ever gonna know if, if they've got any chance until you get rid of the other shite around them because it's it's just beyond a joke how that back four is still at this football club and still the choice to go with that we have to go with essentially. Um every single one of them are an absolute mess. Golden's given us one good season in five, but he plays every single game. Davies can't can't produce three good performances in a row. Barisic just sleeps, just goes to sleep. And Tavernier is, is so far past it now. He's absolutely done. He's well past that, I agree Still with needs you. to take every single set piece, but can't beat a first man no matter what he does. The ball at the end where he's just got absolutely drill it at goal or cross goal, but he's just he can't make up the ground to get anything on it to put it across, and it's easily blocked. It's just, it's someone said there, it's a real sad state of affairs that, this defence is, is costing anything that we can do going forward because we, we, we complained all those times when we said 
oh, the defence must be worried because it's Alan McGregor behind them and he's got a mistake in him and he's got this and that and, and you know, it, it might cost them. Uh, and we, we get a competent goalkeeper, but what is now everyone else worried about what the defence is going to do because they they just are throwing in goals left, right and centre at the moment. And it just, it can't, I don't know what the answer is, but it can't go on like this. None of that I disagree with, Craig. I, I tried to defend and may, may, listen, maybe I was blinded just by purely wanting, you want every player to work, and I've said this quite a lot, and I'm repeating myself, so I apologise, you know, you want every single player who comes in to Rangers to be a rip roaring success, play really well, hit the ground running, um, and with regards to the captain, Tavernier, I've defended the guy so often, so often in terms of, look at the numbers he gives you, but look what he gives you going forward, he's got slightly better defensively, um, and listen, we'll touch on a, a lot of players. And listen, I agree with that. To have down tools, it wasn't just to have the full team down tools. But as your captain, Craig, that is a man who's supposed to set an example for the rest of that football team. And on that pitch tonight, let's be honest, he could not give a fuck. No, there's one and a half players that get pass marks tonight. Um, for me, it was atrocious. I mean, there's a lot when... The highlight of my last two hours was changing my little boy's nappy. That was my highlight because that was that was better than what I watched, um, and it was just absolute dog shit. Just about as dog shit as your microphone. If I'm being brutally honest with you, so you need to go and try and and sort that out. Um, I'm 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 getting fed up, Robert. Um, and there's a super chat just coming for Charles, and Charles will bring it up in a wee second. I, I promise. Robert, I'm getting fed up with these reactions and midweek podcasts. It feels like we've been negative now for the best part of two years. Um, I'm getting absolutely fed up with it, but I don't see that. I don't see that level of performance. I don't see the way that we feel right now, and I don't see results in the near future or even mid to long term getting any better. Who are we going to get in as a manager? Houdini? Well, listen, we spoke in the, the, the build-up to the, this one and just I was saying, you know, when you get a new manager, you should have that feeling excited. There should be a buzz. It's depressing. We're looking at the list of names. Um, there's no real outstanding candidate, I would say. Um, it's it's a, it's a dark time. And then you've got the players just, like you say, rolling out the same cliched performances and, and cliche, you know, post-match interviews with the same excuses. Tavernier telling us this squad's full of character. My boss, is, it really is not. Um, they're, they're, they're hiding a lot of them. Um, a lot of them not even putting in a shift as you've seen tonight. So it's um, as, as you've said, as you've said earlier on, it, it's it's worse than a mess. Who comes in to fix it? Who wants it? Even who, who actually wants it? Who's sitting there tonight, actually watching that game, thinking I'm going to go to Ibrox and make things happen? There's, 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 it's a rake of changes you're needing. I mean, only the, you'd start with the goalkeeper, and the rest you'd, you'd arguably just chip out. Yeah, uh, if, if, listen, if we could afford to do it, <clears throat> see if I was a multi-million billionaire, I'd be on the phone to Ben at the night going, I'll pay whatever it costs to get rid of the lottery, and by the way, and I'll buy you a following squad. Um, <clears throat> Stu, super chat for Charles. Thank you very much, Charles. Um, long season ahead. We are a worst team <clears throat> by far than last season. Dessers, Lammers, etc. Not Rangers players. Whoever comes in has got a very big job in their hands. But who would want to clear up? Bill's mess. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, managers out of work, managers in work that want a bigger job will will probably still jump at the chance. So I don't think it will put them off. Um, but the, the first point is is bang on. I generally think this team would struggle against the sort of 2013 Rangers, like League Two, League One Rangers. Generally, it would be a close match. Um, we, we just lack absolutely everything that you need to be good at football. And Stephen Davis, I think, is... I think he's been he's not been hung out to dry, but I think he's he's tried to put a little bit of his own stamp on today, which is fair play to him. But I think he's going to realise pretty quickly that that these guys aren't his mates or or anything like that. Because what did he, he try differently? Sorry, Stu. What did Stephen Davis? I think he I think he tried to put Lammers in a number ten position and he tried to play with width and stretch the game because he knew that they would attack it in numbers and that we would then in turn try to counter attack that with pace and and hit him. But the problem is. Dessers is one of the worst players I've ever seen play for us, if I'm honest. So, uh, for a player I was genuinely excited about, he's, he's horrendous. Um, you know, you, you play to his strengths and, and OK, he scores a goal, but he, he was offside again, which is just becoming a running theme with him. Um, Seema, maybe pass marks, had a few little neat sort of turns and, and run at the defence, but no one helps him out. So what can he do? He, he won almost, like, he felt like he won nearly every header at a corner, but is is the only one that could be bothered to try and, and actually attempt to do anything. Scott Wright was just completely out of the game, but listen, he's he's hardly kicked the ball in six, seven, eight months or whatever it is. So I, I wasn't expecting fireworks from Scott Wright. Lundstrom is just an absolute joke. A man who hides all over the pitch and then puts his arms out like he's offered the pass when we've lost the ball. Um, and when he does receive the ball, he just passes it and then turns, just turns and disappears, just walks off, doesn't offer it back, doesn't do anything. Um, Raskin, I thought, was not great, but probably one of the better ones, if you could say that word. Um, and then the rest. Was, I don't think he played well at all. I, I thought he was not the best of a bad bunch, but I thought he at least tried stuff, although he did keep losing the ball and keep giving it away. But he was at least showing endeavour that, that none of the others were showing. <laughs> see if you're, sorry, Stu, see on that point. See if we're looking at this from a point of view that we think somebody's had a better game because they actually moved towards the ball when it was passed to them or they took the ball and tried to pass it, then we're up shits creep without no paddle. We are. We are. That's exactly where we are. But, I mean, it's the bare minimum you expect. You know, you don't expect in stoppage time to pass a ball to your centre-back and he's, he takes five seconds waiting for the ball to reach him instead of going and meeting it head-on and then starting the attack again. It's just... I, the urgency or the lack of urgency in this team is absolutely frightening. We're going to see a lot of this, Craig, um, channel member Kevin. Um, I'd start the whole B team before I started any of them again. And ju during that game, I think I put it out on Twitter or, or X or whatever it's called. Um, I think it was at 1-0 down. And I said, just bring on all the young players and take off, take off the, the failures. Um, it can't be any worse. It, it can't be. No, I'm hoping my microphone's a bit better now. Um I don't know, I've unplugged it. Um, McCausland did more in 90 seconds than Scott Wright did in the whole fucking game. Scott Wright was abysmal. I don't know why he was even playing. He was just... he. Oh, there was a few players I actually forgot were playing. Dessers was... Well, no, Dessers wasn't one because he was always on the on the picture. Lammers, I forgot he was playing. Scott Wright, I forgot he was playing. And I don't disagree with you. I would play many of that B team uh, before some of the players that seemed to 
keep on to their shirts no matter how they fucking play. Yeah, it's it's got to that point, Robert. Well, and look, we'll come in the game in a minute, but it's got to that point where I was looking at the players in that park tonight, and I was going, and I'm including Raskin in this, by the way, as well. Raskin's not getting a free pass. Um, I'm looking at the players, and I'm going, Ben Davies, right? That's the worst I've ever seen him play for us, right? I don't know what was going on in that boy's head tonight, but he was hopeless. And um, with the ball at his feet, with defending, he was looking about him. Do you know what it was like? It was like he just had a big bag of ma uh, magic mushrooms before he went out onto the park. He looked like a spaceman. He looked, he was ev he just <clears throat> angry. Connor Goldson passed it. Tavernier passed it. Borna Barisic maybe got half pass marks for some of the balls that he was putting into the box. But that midfield, Raskin and Lundstrom, useless tonight. You're useless. What was the question? So I got lost in all the aggression. Uh, I don't know. I'm just being aggressive. <laughs> just, just carry on to the aggression. Well, listen, as, as we've touched on there, it's just none of them are, are good enough. And you know, what are they going to do to change that before the weekend? I don't think much. Obviously, Steve, listen, Steve Davis is taking a wee bit of a, a pattern in the comments for someone, and I think I agree with one well, of the Steve Davis in a minute, by the way, we will. We will. Well, somebody said he'd been hung out to dry, and maybe, maybe he has, but. He's obviously not had a lot of time to work with the players before today. And then you've got Sunday's game against St Mirren, who are really in form. Um, for, for, you know, obviously, I do the Scottish football show on here, and I, I see quite a bit of the other teams. And it's going to be a tough tough game in pace at the weekend. Um, and I fear for us, I really do. And what do you do? Like you're saying there, do you actually go in and make four or five changes and put in an Aaron Lyle? Give McCausland a start? Start Bailey Rice? Is that, what, is that what you need to do? Put Lovelace up front? Because... Cyril Dessers is done. He's absolutely done. Um, I can't believe, and I know we don't like to talk about the past, but even like we gave away, we sent away Bill Chase actually, Cholak. Um, I, I take him in a heartbeat over Cyril Dessers. Sakala, you know, he had, he had a, a bit more in him than, than the boys seem as well. So I just think we've made an absolute mess of it in the summer um, and it's going to take a lot of fixing. You, you're looking at, you're not even going to be able to, like Stu Wright said, Last night in the pod, you're not even going to be able to fix this in January because January is a honking window. So you're going to be stuck. Maybe if you can get rid of a few of them on loan, um, but it's going to be the, the, the another another sort of big summer window, one that you've got to get right. Um, and and the both have just got a, a massive massive appointment here. Listen, a couple of the guys in the in the the chat that I'm not on tonight have sort of said, by their time. Maybe get Knutson when the 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 Norwegian season. I'm not finished. having that. I'm not having that. We've but, just had one of our worst results in Europe. I'm sorry. I don't but, care if nobody's interested in the Europa League. We've just had players, Robert, on a pitch for ninety minutes, play for our football club who couldn't give a fuck. I'm I'm not buying that. We need to bite our time. We need to do this. We need to do that. What do you do then? Do we you need rush? to rocket the players up the fucking ass. That's what we need. So who, who's who's going to do that then? Who's going to come in the morning and do that? I would like to hope Alex Ray's already uh, threw a few a few punches. I would like to think that already. And see that's that, the case. That, see that, that's the case. What's the point? What's the point in us being on here? What's the point in doing this? What's the point in watching the game at the weekend? If we're just going to sit back and go, ah, who's going to do it? Fuck it, we'll just let them carry on embarrassing our football club. The point I'm making is, and, and the lads I'm making is, if you want that quality, if you want that that next level step up, rushing into another appointment's maybe no good the answer. Uh, we're all very emotional. I get that you're very emotional indeed, but you know it, it's not going to be if you're wanting somebody to come in and put a rock up them as you see. That's a new warm up. That's a big Sam. That's not going to work long term. Um, it needs to be thought out. The board need to be methodical and get the right man because we can't keep sacking managers. This guy's got to be here for the next four or five years and 
and win things. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I was on the mind of you, go and get somebody now. We can't be holding out or Rangers, this, that and the other. But, you know, we're, we're a shadow of ourselves at the minute, an absolute shadow of ourselves, Martin. Yeah, we are. And I'm just pissed off and angry, if I'm being brutally honest with you. I'm just absolutely um, fed up. We've got a few super chats in. Um, D.I. Rebus, who for, for forever I called Dire Bus. Um, Dire Bus is probably more appropriate um, tonight. Um, Stu, I know we've already spoken about it, but uh, a super chat from, from D.I., so I'll, I'll take it to you. Um, a bit like myself, um, he says, I've always defended Tav, but enough is enough. Back pass Bonner is worse than a man down. We had one strategy. We did have one strategy tonight. Kick it long to Seema. Yeah, spot on. And to be fair, Seema actually did quite well out of that a lot of the time. Um, almost making things happen out of nothing. But no one around him, no one supporting. I, I said in the chat as well, it, it seemed that whenever we came forward, they they would surround the ball. They, they just got men on us, two men, three men on, on one player, and we just couldn't move. Yet when they come forward, we couldn't pick up a single player. Like We literally could not mark a single player. Um, spot on about the long ball. Seema, that was our only out ball. Um, we did try to move through the the pitch. We didn't try any transitions. We just got the ball and, and we locked it long and, and we just hoped that Seema could create something. Players getting in each other's way and, and Tav, I mean, I don't know how much time we've got. I could I could just talk about Tav's lack of anything he, that he has for this club at the moment um, all night long. The, the not being able to beat the first man, having to take the free kicks. I know obviously Borna had that other one, but for the majority of the time it's, it's got to be Tav. He kept cutting inside and not offering himself for, for a pass, so we had no one out on the right-hand side. To be fair, he, he makes a good movement that, that leads to the goal. Um, that we get but you, you can't Tav can't live off doing you know one one decent thing every two three games and and then but playing absolutely shit for the rest of it like if you were playing average if you were given sixes but you were coming up with big moments that's fine but he's playing three and fours and and he's coming up with a big moment not that often so it's it's I don't, I don't know what the answer is I don't think Adam Devine is the answer but Dijon Sterling, can we try and right back? I, I just think the team needs something needs to change. These players need to be held accountable. They need to realise that it, you know, you don't just keep your place the next week if if you keep consistently putting in those performances because it's just an absolute joke that Tav will come out and say we're disappointed, and and that'll be the end of it for him. He won't, if, if I can be playing COD tonight, won't he? he won't he won't give a fuck about this result because none of them do. No, no, no. Um, I'm trying to. I, I don't usually get pure raging, <laughs> so I'm trying my best to. I'm trying my best to keep my cool. Um, Jamie Lawson, super chat. Thank you very much, Jamie. Um, Craig, this team will get the next gaffer sacked, right? So if we're looking at that tonight, and we're thinking, well, I'm thinking anyway. Actually, the, the issues at our football club are worse than what I, I realised. Um, even since Bill's been sacked, which was only like four days ago. Um is that is this just is this just me completely overreacting to what just was a poor performance after a manager's been sacked? Um I, I've seen a few comments about people having a, a go at me for maybe being a wee bit too over the top. Maybe they're right, maybe I, maybe it's just a complete and, and, and total overreaction. Um but these players uh, Jamie might be right. These players might get the next manager sacked if the board don't get their finger out and support the next manager because 
None of them are good enough. Hey, I don't think you're reacting fucking harshly enough, mate. I don't think you've gone. I don't think you've gone far enough. Um, yeah, there's one constant. Well, there's three, three or four constants with Gerard going, Gio going, Beal going, Tavernier, Goldson, Barisic. They're the constants in that. They will get the next manager sacked because they are past it. They're not good enough to play for the club anymore. Yes, they were at one point. They were great servants to the club. They did great moments. There's a time and place. There's a, and it's been said before, there's a reason why Manchester United did so well because every two or year or two, they recycled players out, got rid of them. Alex Ferguson just pulled the axe down every single time. Didn't if Alex, Ferg, Alex Ferguson could have managed that lot tonight, and he, they would have fucking lost. Pep Guardiola could have managed them because there's players there who have just consistently underperformed and shat the bed. The difference is though, Alex Ferguson wouldn't have had a team like that. No, he wouldn't. Alex no. Ferguson wouldn't have allowed Manchester United to get into a position where they had a team like that. Our board have, Robert. And somebody put in the comments earlier, you know, why are the board escaping criticism? Well, they haven't listened to me and they haven't watched this podcast because the board take a massive part of blame in this as well. The board are one of the main reasons why we are where we are right now. Listen, I kind of feel the board are quite happy making money um, instead of winning trophies. It needs to be looked at. It needs to be sorted out. You know, we need to start... Lifting, lifting silverware. Um, the supporters are becoming really tired, and it's becoming quite. Well, you we're on here now, shouting and bawling. It's becoming just really toxic. So, the next appointment's huge. I'd, I'd, I'd hate for us to become a club that sack a manager every set of twelve months. Um, I'd like to just put a massive plea out here, live on the Rangers rabble. Anyone in the Portsmouth area, just go knocking Stu's door, give him a nice big cuddle because it's the lowest I've seen him, and I'm really concerned about his well-being. Um, and this is Rangers doing that to there's nobody else. Um, you know, he's having to come on here and we're all having to come on here and front this. And you know, people laughed last night about a Scottish club in Europe and they'll be laughing a lot harder about this Scottish club in Europe tonight, and that's the sore one really, because we should be doing a lot better. That group is winnable. Um, I know we can still do it. I think everyone's now tied in three points after that result, but it's just as you say before we can win, it's the manner in which we go out there. You know, you've just got a manager sacked, you think they'd want to show willing. Guys have come back in that were meant to be out for weeks upon weeks. Nicholas Raskin, I think, has been um, way off this season. I know a lot of them have, but he showed a lot of promise in the six months. And then he's just went off at Cantwell as well. Whether that's to do with Michael Beals, um, what he was asking him to do, etc., we'll never know. But I just think he came back in tonight, didn't look great. Um, and, and no, I think, I think tonight, sh- sorry, Robert, I think tonight but, shows that, you know, Michael Beal was a problem and was a big problem in terms of his ability to set up a, a team and change a game. But there's bigger problems than just Beal. Yes, it's, it's the personnel. There's, it's who's who's running the dressing room? There's a question for you. Like, are the likes of Tavernier and, and Goldson having that much of an influence? But it just looks, I mean... Goldson, but they don't have it on the park. No, they don't. They, they really don't. They really don't. And, and Goldson just looks so far gone now. I don't know if it's the injury that's... He's, he's, he's like, he's so slow. How, how, he, how he can't... How, sorry, how John Suter can't get in ahead of him is baffling me. Because Suter was the was, was was getting praised at the start of the season where everyone was just saying, maybe it's because he's on the left-hand side. Get him in on that right-hand side. You've got Leon Balligan in there as well, who I think's actually decent on his day. And, but Goldson, Goldson and Tavernier just seem to be telling whoever's in charge, I'm playing the day, I'm playing the day, and they get picked. And it needs to change. Whoever the manager's coming in needs to just rip, rip it up and start again. The goalkeeper's the only one I'd keep at that starting 11 tonight. night. really is. 
Uh, another super chat, um, Stu from Aaron. Um, bleep the youth for the rest of the season, 100%. Now, obviously, that's the default setting that I go to when something like that happens, right? But that's not feasible. You don't just bleed all the youth through. Um, but tonight, and look, I, I don't think there's going to be one of us four here that's going to come out and start giving it tight to Stephen Davis because that wouldn't be fair. The guy's been in two settings. Um, he's he's probably not spent a lot of time with Alex Ray either um, and, and stuff like that. I'm not going to start jumping down Stephen Davis's throat, but could he have done more? Is, is the, I suppose, a fair question. Could he have done more than I in terms of when it wasn't working in the beginning, changing it up a wee bit, maybe making substitutions slightly earlier? Or is he is he pretty much is he hampered by the whole situation right now? Or could he have done more than it? I mean, he, he could have done more, but when, I mean, when I say he could have done more, I mean in a perfect world he could have done more. But he's he, this is brand new to him. He, you know, he's was he got the call like two three days ago to to come and and stand up and be the interim manager. So it, he's completely inexperienced in this. He, he'll have his own ideas as a manager, but that'll be a learning curve for him too. And and I, I've got no doubt results like this will actually make Stephen Davis a better manager long term for, for whatever he goes on to after Rangers. But yeah, tonight I, I wouldn't I would never put it on him in terms of the subs he made or didn't make. Yes, they could have maybe come a bit earlier for me, but there wasn't much on the bench to, to change it to. And and obviously McCausland come on and actually looked really good, I thought. Well not really good, but he looked the only one that wanted to do something. He had a not just his pace, but a couple of not, nice little touches to um, put players in. I think he put Tav and Dessers in behind. Dessers had that one where it's, he somehow doesn't find anyone um, when, when uh, McCausland gets him in. So I think he made the subs he could make, but yeah, maybe in a perfect world he could have done it a bit sooner or, or tried another youngster. I don't know, maybe Aaron Lyle, but yeah, it's nothing, nothing ever is going to be on Stephen Davis tonight, not in his first game uh, with, with players that aren't his. Um, in in a role that he's completely inexperienced in, not for me. This is one of the things I was a wee bit fear of, Craig. Um, channel member, um, the Blue Bells are blue. Davis, shout out of dropping players who needed to be dropped. This period in charge is only going to sour his reputation because he's too close um, to those players. Now, I, I think personally, I think that's unfair. Um, you know, if we're looking at it for Stephen Davis's point of view in terms of the starting lineup. There's no way that he can drop senior players and, and bring in youth players. And if, if he done that and then we go out and we get spanked against an average to garbage team, then he comes under far more criticism than what he does. If he puts out that team that he done and the players let him and the fans down. So I can see why Davis started the way that he did. I can see why he picked the players that he picked. Um, it was just a shame that obviously Lovelace wasn't available because I think there might have been a possibility that he got a start. Um, but the, the only the only thing I would maybe ask Stephen Davis is, you know, looking back now, would you have made changes earlier? Would you have brought some of those players up? Because, Craig, watching that game, we could all see that John Lundstrom was going to cost us a goal. I, th I think everybody on the park could see it. We could see that, that Davis D Davies um, was just a walking, absolute walking disaster. Yeah, Stephen Davis for me gets a pass tonight. He he he's on a hiding to nothing, no matter what he does. Like you say, if he plays the youth team, plays players that are on the fringe, and we get battered, then we're all sat here. People are sat here now slagging him off for not playing the senior players. He's playing the senior players, expecting them to put a performance in, expecting them to right some wrongs. 
somebody said in the group chat, why why wasn't he making changes and X, Y, Z? And my answer was, well, he's basically saying to these players, right, you're, you've put us in this fucking mess. You've got to now get us out of it. And that then, if the players don't do that, that's on the players. That's not on Stephen Davis. Yes, he probably could have made a few changes earlier on. But when you've got seven of your 12 subs effectively from the B team, you ain't really got a lot to work with. Um, and Kimar Roof's probably got one leg made of chocolate um, to come on. And he, he's he's kind of stuck. He can't do a lot. Um, but yeah, there's no there's no criticism for me um, for the management team tonight. I can just see my dog jumping on the worktop trying to get my dinner, um, which is slightly frustrating. Um, a couple more super chats, Robert. This one into Charles. Thank you very much, Charles. Um, Seaman Butland pass marks. We're a fucking shambles. Board need to back the new manager um, next summer, which brings me to a question that's probably going to be asked quite a lot, Robert. Um, how much of a rebuild do we need to try and cover up the previous fuck-up rebuild? How, how big is this rebuild? And how much do do does sorry the new manager, whoever he may be, need backed? Well, oh, sorry, I've kept my light there. And the, do you know what's throwing me tonight? Craig's potty mouth. I'm not used to it at all. Um, so let's, I think you need to look at your back line. You need to look at your forward line. There's a there's a case that the midfield is okay. You know, you maybe look at that last. There's some guys in there that you can maybe get a tune out of. But certainly your forward line is looking poor because uh, we're no scoring any goals. Um, and your back line is looking um, tired because uh, you're conceding far too many goals to, to teams that you should be beating. So that that for me is that where the the um, analysis should be for the for the new manager and the surgeries needed. But how you look at the, the summer, we, we tried to set a balance it out so we sold a few to get a few in like who's going to buy these guys like your best bet you know Cyril Des is on a four year deal like he's going to end up going out in loans I know look at that look at the face he's going to end up getting loans out in loan somewhere Um, you know Sam Lammers you know you can now see why this guy was bouncing about from club to club Um, I don't think Seema would would be, would be doing enough to, to, to want a a permanent deal if you even want one come the end of the season we could afford them so the, the, listen, Michael Beale's scouting and whoever was involved in that if they're still at the club then I'd be I'd be you know questioning them um intently but the man the new the new guy coming in's got a, a, a massive job massive job and it is a massive rebuild like the, the back line is, is is so far done Barisic is obviously going to be out of contract in the summer isn't he um if I'm right and then you've got Tavernier's looking as, as Stu says finished Goldson as well Ben Davies is not cutting it. He's 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 in. He's out. He's in. He's out. Um, Ballingans of an age. So it's 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 a it's a massive massive job. It's it's actually quite a frightening. It's quite frightening how big a job it actually is, and it's one that as a club we just can't afford to get wrong again. Um, a few super chats in McLeary ninety five. Um, thank you very much. And the batch John Bachelor is back. How are you doing, John? Um, I hope you're well. Um, John in there with a £5 super chat as well. Thank you very much, um, John. Wally Campbell, um, a super chat as well. Um, older fans have been through this. We are Rangers. Um, well, yeah, well, see, I was born at the end of the 80s, so I came into, you know, success, and then obviously 2012 and stuff like that. But, but William, this just this just feels slightly different. Um, and Stu, a super chat from Chris. Um, thank you for the support as well, Chris. Um, I said on the previous stream that Bill has decimated the squad and I stand by it. Davis's job is damage limitation until a proper manager 
um, is found. So if that is the case and it's Dami's limitation, and we've seen what we've seen tonight for these players, um, Stu, do we need to get a manager in pronto? We do, but I've no idea how we trust a board to get the correct manager when they've shown under Michael Bill how incompetent they are. First off, to zone in on Michael Bill in the first place and and not go through due diligence and, and try and interview multiple managers. If Michael Bill's the best of that bunch, fair enough, he wasn't. We zoned in on him. We got fear of missing out because we thought, oh, he's turned down Wolves and he's buttoning us up in the media. We'll go get Michael Bill, who was on a five-game losing streak at QPR with no experience as a manager apart from those five months. That was already our first mistake. We get him in. We keep saying about how we want this director of football model. We don't go and get a director of football. We then give Michael Bill carte blanche to go and sign whoever he wants to build his team. He sacks off all wingers and, and just goes for a narrow formation, realises that he fucked up and instantly tries to call on all the players that he deemed not good enough. One of them that he tried to sell about three times in the summer to try and give us some wit. So this is just as much on the board as it is on Michael Bill for, for ruining this squad because they've sat by and allowed it to happen. So, yes, I would say we need a manager ASAP that can come and fix this, but I've got no confidence that this board in its current iteration will will do the right thing and get the right manager in. And that's why nobody, I know no one wants him, but it's why nobody is surprised that Frank Lampard is the favourite for this job because it just reeks of exactly what this board would do. Oh, Stephen Steven Gerrard sort of worked, so let's go get Frank Lampard. It's, it's exactly what they will do. Um, I would love to be proved wrong and, and I'd love to get a, an attacking manager in that that demands the, you know, the absolute pinnacle of fitness and everything else. But I just can't see it under this board. We'll, we'll either take the cheap option or we'll take the expensive option that will just cost us more in the long run because it will be another failure. Look, the board hasn't changed that much. It's basically been Bennett's swap with Douglas Park. That's the board, so it still is the same board who employed Bill, albeit now Robertson's gone and Ross Wilson's gone. But Bennett's there. Um, so there's loads of people saying, you know, um, this wasn't the board that, that employed Michael Bill. Pretty much was, because Bennett was still on the board at the time anyway. So it pretty much is um, the, the, the same board minus Douglas Park and Stuart Robertson. Um, Robert, on the game, that's 34 minutes and we haven't actually touched on any of the incidents in the game and I don't really know if you, if you want to do this, but but we shall. Um, such a lethargic start, such a lethargic game, to be honest. Um, but we didn't we didn't look interested, we didn't look up for it. And their first goal, obviously it was one not a half time, but, but their goal, again, just encapsulates everything that's wrong with our defence. But it's been that way for a number of years. Like we've not defended corners for like since Gerard was there. I don't think. Um, and like for 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 Brockhurst no remedy that, and then Bill not to remedy that, and the players themselves not to take some responsibility and be saying to the guy for you know on the training field. But we can't. We're struggling here. We need some support. But we're, we're, we're letting in too many goals for, for corners. So um, Golson lets his man get in front of him. Uh, really poor. Do you know what? I see when it's bounces into the net and it goes into zooms into button. You can see him just thinking. How have I ended up here? Aye, aye. Up here? Yep. That guy must have watched Man United the previous night and thought, I could be playing, I, I'm better than him, I could be playing for Man United. Like, honestly, I feel sorry for the guy, I really do, um, because he's a, he's a class above anything else that's out there in that part. So, um, the warning signs were there for Rangers early on. They just seem to be getting themselves for a mess, creating their own problems. And um, and then, yet, when the, hit, when, the, when the goal goes in, you're thinking, here we go again. Rangers, as well, we don't seem to 
have that sort of mentality to, when the goal goes in, the heads get down. It goes to Tavernier and he's saying, come on. And he, I don't even think he believes himself. So, um, no, it's it's one of them. As soon as it went in, I thought, that, that's it. That's I don't, I don't see us getting a result here. But you expecting any sort of changes at half time, Craig? I mean, I mean, I was I was expecting at least two or three, um, because you could see the quality of the opposition. They weren't quality, so um, were you expecting any? I was I was expecting at least two. Yeah, I may be thinking um, lunged them off for Sifuentes and Scott Wright because he was anonymous. Um, we probably could have just took Scott Wright off and not put someone else on, and we probably would have been better off. Um, in that second half, because we might as well just play with ten men. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised, but not surprised because we don't tend to make subs until sixty minutes. It's just a standard, standard thing. But I was expecting um, a couple of changes first at half time, and Robert looks like he's going to cough. No, he's fine. We we better sick him up there, my mouth. I don't know what happened. Plus, I don't blame you after watching that game tonight. I really don't blame you. There was a shout, Stu, for a red card with a foul on um, Scott Wright. It was naughty. Um, he was over the ball and it looked like a stamp. Um, for you, was that a red? It was a red, yeah. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't ever use it as an excuse to this game because I don't, we didn't deserve anything out of that game 11 men or 10 men. Um, but it was 100% a red card. You can't. Even if he's trying to stamp down on the ball, he's he's lost control of it. He's moving at pace. You don't stamp down on the ball when you're moving at pace. Um, it's dangerous when another player's close by. He misses the ball and stamps down on Scott Wright. So it's a hundred percent a red card. I can't believe that that Vaughan never looked at it. But in saying that, I'm I'm actually surprised we got away with the penalty shout at the end of that half as well. If I'm if I'm completely honest, it, it looked like a blatant handball from from Seema right on half time. So you know. It's we, we maybe would have had a little advantage there, but I think we've also got away with an advantage in, in terms of a penalty. But yeah, it was a it was a stonewall red card for me. It was worse than that one that the Liverpool lad got sent off for at the weekend, Curtis Jones. Don't mention Liverpool. Don't mention oh geez, no, don't let Liverpool fans hear you mention Liverpool. Oh it's already bad enough. Um was it maybe Robert just the height of where he actually landed on Scott Wright's foot that's maybe Made that a yellow instead of a red because yeah it's a stamp but it's quite low it's quite just kind of at the top of the foot. No, it's not for me. It's a, it's a red all day long. Um, I don't know how they they never sort of reviewed it, but um, listen, as Stu says, there's no excuse. I don't think it would have made any difference. Really, don't think it would have made any difference because two we had they'd have been down to ten men. We'd already started the game with like six or seven, <laughs> so it wouldn't have made any difference. You you you, you talk about changes at half time, um. Maybe Steve Davis kind of thought, well, it's only one goal, we'll get back in it. But see, when you've got somebody like Dessers up top, he's not offering you too much. And he, like he's, he, the chances that are getting created, that we have chances, he's not even getting on to the end of them or he's offside. Um, so it's just, you're on to a loser before you've kicked, kicked off, to be honest. So um, in terms of the, the changes, you're looking at young guys and people are saying throw them in at the weekend or throw them in for the next couple of games. It's not going to happen because if it goes peak tong, then they wee boys are, are, how they get the mentality come back for that. It's just it's just too big an ask for them. Maybe you can put a sprinkle in one or two. Aye, but you're not going to get five or six of them, you know, promoted and starting at the weekend. I know. See, my thought process is that we keep seeing young boys, and I know it, I know it's an extreme example, right? And um, you know, Jude Bellingham's twenty, you know, and he went to Dortmund, and then he went for Dortmund to Real Madrid, and he's only twenty, and he's bossing it for Real Madrid. 
Now, I'm not saying any of our players are going to end up at Jude Bellingham's level, right, before anybody jumps down my throat. I just think, what's the harm? What, what is the harm? Um, I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you for why, Robert, right? Because regardless of whether we we throw in four or five youngsters, right, or we keep the players right now that we've got, right, regardless of what way we go about it, we ain't winning the league. We ain't coming back. We're going to drop points. We're going to lose games because these players don't care. So see if you throw in, see if we threw in four young boys, five young boys, right, and we get beat two 0 off St Mirren at the weekend. Ira fans will be angry, but you know what? They'll be less angry and less pissed off than if we go with that same eleven and get beat off St Mirren. Which is a point well made. But to come back to you, what you're saying about you know Jude Bellingham, um, I kind of think that it's all right for him to get thrown in when at the start of his career for Birmingham, where they're no expected to win every week. Either expected to apply themselves and get 110, percent but they're no expected to win every week in England. Well, maybe, maybe as a club, we need to change that psychology. What that we're not that we need to win every week. Not not that we need to win every week, but just that pressure we're putting on young players to come in and do that. Maybe oh, maybe oh, we oh. have to change that psychology because, and this is an argument that that we can have for days and hours, right? Barcelona do it, Ajax do it, Dortmund do it. Top clubs who do well in Europe bring through young players and put young players in at young ages. So do you know what? See if maybe we need to lose a wee bit of that mentality of that like, you have to go here and regardless of performance you have to win, then maybe that might actually help us win more games and do better in Europe. I, I listen, granted, that that pressure's on every player in the Rangers jersey, not just the young ones. Like mm-hmm. you know, you know yourself, it's been that way since you know I, I was brought in to be a Rangers supporter. So it's never changed, and I can't see it changing. The supporters demand. The supporters demand it. We demand it. We demand it every week. Um, and it'll be I'm no sure different. players demand it. I'm sure. I'm sure Dortmund's fans demand it. I'm sure Ajax's fans demand it. I'm sure Arsenal's fans and Manchester United fans demand it. Man City's fans demand it. But you know what? People throw and, and listen. It's an extreme example. Pep can afford to go out and spend hundred million on a on a fullback. I get that. Right, but see, and with that team and that league he's playing in, he will throw in a youngster or two here and there and give them some game time. And they do it in Dortmund, and they do it in Ajax, and they do it in Italy, and so they do it in Holland, they do it in Portugal, they do it in Spain. Maybe we need to start looking at stuff like that and going, well, do you know what? See this, we need to win every week mentality. How's it doing for us right now? It's not doing very well, is it? No, absolutely not. And as you say, if you if you if you are sort of Washing your hands in the league this season, and then maybe there's no better time than now. If we don't change it much, to are we not just washing our hands in the league for the next four or five seasons? Absolutely, and and just off the the back of the youngster thing, if we want any sort of player trading model to to work, then half of it has got to come through producing players through the youth system, bringing them into the squad. They contribute, and then we move them on for money that they've cost us barely anything to you know nurture, and and that that's your only outlay on them. So. There's obviously players that are good enough. Bailey Royce is is raved about. Um, he's he's clearly good enough to be in. You know, Michael Bill, although he didn't follow through with it, was was raving about him. And and even us have seen how good he's he, he is when he comes on the pitch. Of course, and didn't get long tonight, but he, you know he showed more enthusiasm than any any other player out there. Some really nice touches, got a bit of pace about him. Kevin Thompson was obviously talking really well about him as well, saying that he'll just run at players all day long. Out, the league we play in, our budget is so high. Look, when we had the B team in in the the Lowland League, I know it's the Lowland League, but you know they're, they're within like a point of winning it, and that's just from youngsters that some of those will never make it at a top club. So the the fact that we can't trust 
or, or we seemingly can't trust youngsters to come in in the SPL and and play against you know no disrespect but play against your St Johnstons and your St of course they can there's there's no reason why you can't put one or two of them in and and still get a, a solid result but for whatever how, how reason much worse, Stu, how much worse would tonight have been if Baylor Rice had played instead of John Lindstrom how much worse would it have been I would have been an improvement for me because I don't think even Bailey Rice at 17 I don't think Bailey Rice um, would be hiding behind other players I, I just or doing that I saw someone put it in the chat doing that sort of lethargic run around the pitch just strolling around like he's got all the time in the world and then it, it caught up to him because he did it on the ball as well he got the ball at the end and and just did that sort of walking with it like he's got all the time in the world passed it to the Aris guy and then somehow couldn't even foul him and and got beat and cost us a goal so there's, there's no chance at playing and they, yeah, that's hindsight but there's no chance Bailey Rice would have done any worse than John, uh, John Lundstrom tonight. Exactly and how, how worse would it have been if Leon King played instead of um, ben Davies or even Connor Goldson, you know. Um, my point stands. How how much different would that have been if McCausland had started instead of Scott Wright? You can keep making these points. If we don't start at least attempting to use youth instead of just talking them up, attempt to use them. Let them have a couple of bad games. The young boys are going to learn. Um, Stephen Davis, sorry folks, Stephen Davis has spoke um, to Rangers TV, I mean, I know like most these probably don't want to hear it. Um, but here is um, Stephen Davis's reaction after that horrible defeat tonight. Stephen, can I just get your, your thoughts on those 90 minutes? Uh, obviously, the dressing room's hurting. We felt this was an opportunity to come here and get some points. We haven't managed to do that. Um, it caused a lot of our own problems tonight. The two goals that we gave away are obviously really poor and it gives you a mountain to climb. But I think the boys kept trying to go. They put in a lot of energy into the game and I couldn't ask any more from them for that perspective, but we maybe lacked a wee bit of quality at times. Losing the goal early in the game, how frustrating was that from your point of view, given the, the way it came about and how early it was? Yeah, ex exactly that. You obviously want to settle, settle into the game, especially away from home, and make sure you're compact and, and don't concede those chances. But, um, and then after that, it gives you a lot of work to do. Second half, I thought we started up reasonably well we stopped trying to play in, into those pockets and into those feet which they were nicking from us in the first half and counter-attacking on us in the transition so um we felt get a bit of joy by going a little bit longer and trying to turn them and then getting balls into the box and but ultimately then we give a bad, bad second goal away and then you're really really up against it yeah abdallah obviously got that goal back to after that and, and the squad did like you say keep trying to, to get an equalizer there but but just couldn't get back into the game yeah, exactly that. Listen, there's not many positives to take from it, but um, tonight, but um, it's a difficult place to be at the moment. Um, but in terms of the effort from the players, I couldn't ask them for any any more. Yeah, you say it's at a difficult place to be just now. But how how do you and the coaching staff and the squad get out of this moving forward? Just continue. You have to continue with the basics first and foremost. Just continue that hard work. Um, fighting for each other. It's really important we stay together in this moment um, and eventually think things will turn. But it's obviously a really quick turnaround now, to, now until Sunday and uh, it's important we get over this one pretty quickly. But of course, it's never it's never easy. Um, right. I start, we started this by saying I'm not going to have a go at Stephen Davis. I'm not, not, it's not Stephen Davis's fault. And I, I don't know, obviously, if... Robert Stevens trying to keep some peace there. But if that was a post-match reaction from Michael Beale, I would be seething. 
listen, we're no stupid. I couldn't ask for any more. If see if that's the standard, he shouldn't take up management. He really shouldn't. And I didn't want to, I didn't think I'd be saying it. And by the way, Steve Davis said, but that was that was naive that that post match, uh, really naive. Um, the, 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 he should have just been going through them really and saying like it's not what he wanted, it's not what he thought was going to happen. There'll be mass changes at the weekend. It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. But to say that he couldn't ask for any more, oof, he'll know this. He'll listen to that backing noise. He's made a boo boo. That's pretty bad, Stu. Um, I mean, I, I don't. I'm, I'm really hesitant to jump down his throat, but that's just made me more angry. That was a horrific, horrific post-match reaction. That's that's not right. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> what else to say? I'm disgusted by those comments. If I'm completely honest, um, to, to sit there and. You know, listen. He's he's only watched the game from the side of the pitch. I get that, and and it's very raw right now for him. But to to say those players couldn't have given him any more in terms of energy, like that was the worst part of the game today. Was there was no energy. There was lack of everything today. No one wanted to to try anything. It was just I I can't believe he's sitting there and said, you know, any single person in this chat and any single person in this pod has has come out there and saying. There's maybe two pass marks in that game. And as usual, it's Jack Butler, your goalkeeper, who you're hardly going to get the top energy of the game out of, are you? And, and Abdul Asima, who put in a, a thankless task tonight, really, just running onto those long balls. The rest of them wouldn't care if they didn't play another game for Rangers ever again, because they every single one of them had a chance. I saw a thing that is, and that, you know, these players will die for Stephen Davis. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll put everything on the line for him in this game. No, they didn't. They, they threw him under the bus. So for him to protect them like that, and I get that he's maybe thinking, you know, I'm, I'm only in until whatever time the new manager comes in, I've got to keep the peace. But now for me, I, I, I need someone in that's going to demand the best. I need someone that, that isn't going to just, you know, I don't want to say Steven Gerrard was was better in that aspect because we know Steven Gerrard only won one in nine. He had a rebuild, blah, blah, blah. We could go on about that all day. But Steven Gerrard wouldn't accept slackness. He wouldn't accept that from, from any team. And you knew when we had a bad half and we went in, when we came back out, you knew Gerrard had gone through them. And he was, was not scared of going through them in the presses either. If they had a bad performance, he would absolutely go through them. And we haven't had that since Gerrard. But managers seem to want to be their friends too much. And, and it's... Honestly, doing my nothing. We need someone to come in with fresh eyes that is not associated to the club and just absolutely just tear them apart and, and completely, you know, slice and dice the whole squad because that's what it needs. Well, you know, this comment, Craig, what do you expect him to say? He has to try and keep these losers together and try and get a tune out of them at the weekend. If he was going to get a tune out of them, he would have got a tune out of them tonight. I, I don't. If he doesn't want to come out, and go absolutely through them all. If he wants to keep that private, that's fine. Right? I've no issue with that. But don't say the players gave you everything. Don't come out and, and spout crap like that. No, there's two bits of that reaction that I, I was like, was that one? And at the start, he said, oh, the dressing room's hurting. It didn't seem like the fucking dressing room's hurting. Um, if the dressing room's that... I don't care if they're I don't if care. They're, if they're hurting, then they didn't show it tonight on the pitch. Um, that to me was was a naive, and I, I get that he's trying to keep the peace, but no, I'm sorry, that's a naive reaction, and that's a rookie rookie interim manager's reaction um, to say that oh I, I couldn't get anything more at the team. I'm sorry, the fact if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been fucking getting, and that's what's happening with this team. 
the same players play every week. You you you're spot on. Maybe you can't chuck five or six of the new boy the young boys in, but if you keep playing the same team that's been playing, we're going to get these same results. We might get a good run of three or four games where we we win every game like we did the last few games, but then we're going to get a fucking Aberdeen. We're going to get an Aris. These players are done. They are done. And a new manager needs to come in and have the bollocks to go, you ain't playing for this club again, or you sit out until you show me on the training pitch. And if that means, I know people have been saying that we won't get X manager and Y manager because they want too much money. I'm sorry, but I don't care how much money it costs. We throw money at whoever is going to be the best manager for this football club. Well, it's either that or we, we just get happy with being second for the, for the next going, yeah. year. That's um, finally on this, Robert, because we've got the phone in tomorrow night, so we'll finish on this. Um, Davis won't criticize the players. The hilarious thing is, he could potentially end up playing alongside them, um, this season. See if that's the case, and he ends up playing alongside them. See if Stephen Davis was playing tonight, I would expect him to go through the players on the pitch, never mind at the end of the game. Um, so I, I don't buy any, there's no excuse, none whatsoever, for his post match um, reaction there. There's no excuse for that. Guys have been crying out for somebody to go through these players for a long, long time, and there's nobody in the club capable. Absolutely nobody in the club capable from from top to bottom. Um, you know, you can say football's changed, and I see guys like listen, everything's an opinion, but guys in here shouting for Sunus or Big Dunk or Barry Ferguson. These characters aren't in football anymore. Um, doesn't it happen? Um, you, you, well, so, Big Dunk's is Inverness manager. No, I mean in terms of dressing rooms, you know, the play, you don't get players like that anymore. Oh, sorry, yeah. You just don't. So I, I, I can't see that happen. If, if Steve Davis really wanted to, he could have just said to the players, "Look, I'm gonna have to get through you when I go out here. It wasn't good enough." Um, and just take the take. It, he's gonna have to just take it on the chin. But it just seems like a, how can he? Nothing's gonna change. Um, nothing's gonna change. It's gonna. It, it, we're just gonna carry on with the same, the same old, same old, and, and we'll roll out the same team Sunday and and hope for the best. So. Um, you know, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it's a big appointment. It's got to, it's got to be right. And, and I hope we're no sitting here in 10, 12 months' time talking about another manager away and more, you know, Tavernier still there and this, that, and the other. Like, it's just get, it's getting boring. It must get, bo- it's getting boring for me to talk about. It must be getting boring for people to listen to because nobody's listening to us. The board on there listening. The new the manager from Broncos never listened. Bill's no listened. Steve Davis clearly is listening. So. You know, we can go on and on and on and bang a drum, but it's it's falling on deaf ears. Well, it most certainly is. And listen, never mind, never mind not talking about it when the next manager comes in. I don't want to have this exact same reaction on Sunday. Because that's that's where we're headed. And look, um, Hugster, when do we get the shark suit, lads? This shit can't go on. The sharks are on order for Amazon. I'm telling you right now. Uh, that's how close it's getting. Um, but yeah. That will do us. That will do us tonight, folks. Um, thank you so much to everybody for tuning in. Um, it, it, this can't be easy watching this every week. This this just pure negativity. Um, but we're always just going to be as honest as we can on here. We'll get stuff right. We'll get stuff wrong. Of course we will. But um, if you're new here, then please do like, give give the show a like, and subscribe on YouTube. Um, we are getting so close to nine thousand subscribers. We just passed ten thousand followers um, on Twitter. Um, I wish I could celebrate that a bit more, but right now I don't feel like celebrating. But um, like I say, if you're new here, please do like and subscribe and follow us on all the, the socials that we've got as well, the links for which um, are in the, descri- in the description. I'll try that in English. 
Um, thank you for all the super chats, by the way. Your support is is greatly, greatly um, appreciated. For all the comments and all the members as well, thank you very much. If you want to support by becoming a member, you can by clicking the join button below the window, or the link for that is in the description. So hopefully we'll see everybody who was watching tonight back tomorrow night um, at half past seven, where you can have your say on the Rangers rabble phone in. So, Stu, Robert, Craig, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody watching. And like I say, we'll speak to you all again tomorrow night. Sports Social Podcast Network.